Hi, I'm Maria Theoharis of Velosos on social media. Welcome to Soul Organized Style Podcast. Stay listening. On Soul Organized Style Podcast, I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the elders past and present. Kate Ward of Zen Stitching is creating the next Making Zen Online Retreat. This online retreat provides an online workshop with over 20 textile artists from across the globe. And the week that the Making Zen Online Retreat is run, is run for free on each day when the videos are released. Yasmeen of Sand and Stars is here so we can hear about her creative background and what workshops Yasmeen will be providing at Making Zen next month. Yasmeen, thank you for inviting me into your home today. Thank you so much for having me, Maria. It's a real honour to be sitting down and chatting to you about all things Sand and Stars. Now, talk about Sand and Stars. It's a gorgeous website and a little bit about what it is that you do. I describe myself as a hand applique designer and maker. I design patterns, run workshops, write for magazines, and my passion is to help people learn how to do needle turn hand applique and just find their confidence and creativity through that traditional technique. I do this all under Sand and Stars. It's kind of my little business baby. It's something I've been doing for about five or six years now, but hand applique is something that I've just completely fallen head over heels in love with. And I would say it's a bit of an obsession. (laughs) What started your obsession with hand applique? I come from a arty textiles background. So I did textiles at school and then went on to do textiles at art college. Had a bit of a break because I think at that age I was having a bit of a kind of identity crisis. So I had a few years to try and figure out what I wanted to do. And then I ended up going to the Royal School of Needlework to do a foundation degree in hand embroidery. And I think that's where I really fell in love with hand sewing and the idea of using traditional skills to create beautiful projects. And that kind of led me on to various different avenues where I was able to work in costume departments within film and TV. So I worked on some great projects doing that. And then I knew I'd always wanted to have my own business, designing my own patterns. I think I started off thinking I wanted to do kind of homey things, making cushions and makeup bags and things like that. I tried a little bit of, but I didn't gel with it. And I stumbled across Hand PK a few years ago and just started trying it. And something just clicked with that particular technique. It gave me the ability to come up with these ideas and patterns and designs that felt quite personal and unique to my tastes. And I just loved the process so much that I thought I really want to share this with other people. So it's kind of just developed into something where I try and create patterns, thinking about how someone's going to approach the patterns and making sure that when they're doing it, they feel the confidence to do it. Because I think needle turn hand applique has, I like to call it, a Marmite technique, or I, I guess you would probably think Vegemite, <laughs> being in Australia. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I like to call it the Marmite technique because you either love it or you hate it. So I have some people that um, <laughs> when I say needle turn hand applique, like, oh, I love it. I, you know, I really enjoy doing it. And then I have other people say, oh my God, I haven't got the patience or I really don't like that technique. So <laughs> it's quite a dividing technique that people it make, just makes me laugh. <laughs> so when you were studying I'm really fascinated about when you did your training, what type Mm -hmm. of techniques were you taught? Was there a particular emphasis of work that you had to do during your time there? We covered all the traditional hand embroidery techniques. So things like white work, black work, gold work, canvas work, a bit of stump work as well. 
So you would learn all the basic techniques and ways to do it. And then you had to create a mini project with that technique. And then you could combine the different techniques together. And in your final project, you had to create something using lots of different techniques. My final project was creating these little gems that you could adorn an item of clothing. Right. Because I'm half Arabic and half English. And I grew up in the Middle East till I was about 11. That's where the name Sand and Stars comes from as well. I love the desert. And when you're in the desert, it's just complete calmness and quiet and there's no distractions. When I was looking for a name for my business, Sand and Stars just kind of fit really well. I looked to sort of Middle Eastern designs for inspiration and trying to kind of include that a bit more in my work as well. So were you able to use some of the inspiration from the Middle East in the work that you did when you did costuming? Not so much because I wasn't necessarily the designer. I was kind of more of an assistant. So I'd work with a designer and then basically whatever they wanted that needed to be done, I would replicate that. When you're doing embroidery and costume design, when you look at it on a screen, you kind of think, oh, they're just wearing one top. But actually, there'll be five versions of that exact same top. So you have to create exactly five versions and everything has to be the same. You have to be quite consistent with the way you're stitching and the way you're doing hand embroidery. I love doing repetitive work like that. So it's quite relaxing for me to do that. (laughs) I suppose at least that way, you know how it's going to turn out every single time. And exactly. Yeah. Every single time you have to make sure that it's the same. Yeah. And it's actually, it feels like it would be quite easy, but actually you've got to really concentrate to make sure, you know, if you're doing a running stitch to make sure that the tension's the same all the time because obviously if your tension's too tight that's going to alter the shape of the piece of clothing that you're working on so it's kind of little things like that you have to constantly think about it's an interesting department to be working in and it sounds like you made the best of the situation because of the type of work that it was some people might not be able to handle that whereas you did it really well yeah it did teach me a lot and I still do a bit of it now on and off it obviously teaches you about And it sounds really silly, but I I like to think it it kind of helps you with perseverance because you have to do something quite repetitively to get the job done. You know, things like when you're working on a longer project, that's quite handy because there's nothing wrong with like a quick fix kind of project. But I think there's something really satisfying about having a longer project where you have to do the same thing over and over again. And I think that's the beauty of the crafting world is that you have projects like that where you can kind of completely get sucked into and it translate into other areas of your life as well, which I think is really interesting. It is, isn't it? Yeah. At the Making Zen Online Retreat, what will your session be about? So I'm going to talk a little bit about my background and Sand and Stars. And I'm also going to be sharing a little video of my process of designing a pattern, showing where my inspiration comes from and how I actually get to having a pattern that I release to the world. And that will be the pattern that will be available for all the participants to then create themselves. And will they be able to go to Sand and Stars and maybe do workshops or courses with you? Yeah, so I have an online course that is the Beginner's Guide to Hand Applique. It's an on-demand course, so you can do it anytime, anywhere in the world. And I go through every single stage of how to do the needle turn hand applique technique with a few other extra bits thrown in. I also have a block of the month, which I've just started. So that's a 12-month sew along where we're creating a big hand applique quilt really modern and fun and it's a great way to help develop your skills and you kind of meet people whilst you're doing it and it's just a really fun way to develop your skills and and you have a beautiful quilt at the end of it as well. 
I already know from previous Makers and Online retreats that when they go to various sessions every day, they all mm. get so inspired and they share what they do on the Facebook page that I'm sure a lot of them actually go ahead and develop those skills even further and have fun with it. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's really nice with retreats like this because I think even if you you might have already been doing the technique Someone might show it to you from a different perspective or give you a new idea to take that technique somewhere else. I'm just fascinated the way other people use their creativity to create projects and ideas. You're constantly absorbing and taking in. And even if you might not use that particular technique now, you know, it might become useful a few years down the line. Yeah, exactly. And with the work that you do, is sustainability something that you value as well? Yeah, I think so. It's something I'm becoming more conscious of, especially with these more traditional techniques. You're really having to make sure that what you're working on is something that you're completely in love with, especially with hand applique. You can be really creative with the kind of materials that you're using. You know, you could use old clothes because it's all about layering fabrics and shapes and colors together. You can be super creative. You might have some old shirts or clothes that you might not want to use anymore and then you can go and create something really beautiful in these different patterns and ideas when you're creating these projects as well they'll last a lifetime they're not going to be thrown away they're made with a lot of love and care and passed to loved ones or you know kept for yourselves and yeah it's a nice thing to have to do yeah they're definitely not fast fashion no (laughs) so Yasmin have you got any last words for listeners who are thinking about coming to the making zen online retreat I would just say absorb every little thing that you watch and hear and get creative with some of the ideas that you see. One of the things I love focusing on and telling people is that when you're learning new techniques and trying to find your rhythm with what you're doing, I always like to say that it's the perfectly imperfect that will make it truly yours because that's the beauty of handmade things is that they're not perfect. They have little quirks in them. And if I did a circle and then someone else did a circle, they wouldn't be exactly the same. So it's kind of embracing that imperfection and enjoying the process as well. I think focus on the process more than the result. And enjoy what you're doing too. Yeah. Thank you for coming onto the podcast for the Making Zen Online Retreat. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thanks, bye. This episode of Soul Organised Soul Podcast was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Kate for the Making Zen Online Retreat, sound by bensound.com. Making Zen Online Retreat is coming up on the 15th to the 19th of May, and you can register on the website at makingzen.com. You can subscribe to Soul Organised Soul Podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to the previous Making Zen Textile Artist podcast so that you can get a feel for the depth of textile art workshops that the Making Zen Online Retreat provides the sewing community. I hope you can help us with the production of this podcast through our Patreon account. We look forward to seeing you at Making Zen in May. Stay safe, everyone.